Be excellent. Be excellent in all you do. Focus on adding value, and I promise you, your family, relationships, your career, your business, it'll take care of itself. Be gracious. Be kind. Practice humility and service to others. Success is really the result of adding high value to the world. What burdens can you lift for others? What real problems can you solve? What opportunities can you exploit? Focus on that, and I promise you, everyone around you will benefit from your upgrade. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Transformation Podcast, Episode 41. It's all about you, Project and Change Management Training Series, our systems episode. I'm your host, Cassidy, founder of K Green & Company, Project and Change Management Solutions. The Transformation Podcast is a coaching, training, and development platform of the K Green & Company Transformation Academy. The Academy itself is a global program focused on personal, professional, leadership, organizational, and spiritual development. And because K Green & Company's Transformation Academy is focused on holistic development, development of the whole person for success in life and in business. The Transformation Podcast releases coaching, training, and development programming each week to help you upgrade in all of these areas. If you've been listening to the podcast in chronological order, then you know we're moving right along through our It's All About You Project and Change Management Training Series, and we just wrapped up our Getting Organized segment in episodes 33 through 39. And we're now moving through our systems, tools, and processes segment. And in episode 40, the opening episode for this segment, I provided a definition for systems, tools, and processes. And I explained the importance of getting each of these established early on in your project and change initiatives, which is a fundamental step to ensuring the successful management and leadership of your project and change initiatives. And as a reminder, this particular segment will have an online offering should you choose to take advantage of that. And at the end of the segment, I'll explain how you can learn more about it. And as you know by now, I encourage you to listen to the Transformation Podcast in chronological order. Specifically, I encourage you to listen to the series that we release in the order in which the episodes I release them because each episode builds to the next. And if you hope to truly take away all that you can from this project and change management training, I encourage you, if you haven't already done so, begin with the series introductory episode, which is episode 29, and work your way through the episodes in the order that I've released them. Each episode for this series is about 15 minutes or less. So it should be fairly easy for you to get all caught up. So let's get into today's episodes, which is focused on systems. As a reminder, I'm training you on what systems should be considered, how you discern which ones to use for any particular change or project scenario. And in the last episode, I gave you the system definition that we're operating from, which for the purposes of this training, a system is defined as the way or method that you go about the actual business of project and change management. You could even pare that down to say that a system is a methodology, which is actually what the Project Management Institute refers to. So practically, a system or a methodology is about managing projects and changes, which means that you ought to have certain things that you do, such as facilitate meetings and other project and change engagements with various constituent groups to define, discuss, and work on the actual project of change. And you ought to have a method for communicating information about the project of change. You should have procedures in place for how people inform you and how they inform other people about their concerns, issues, risks, and even proposed changes. And you should have a mechanism for how people interact with you and how they interact with other people within a project or a change. So basically... The rules of engagement are what your system or methodology should address and entail. And you should have various structures in place to allow people to do the actual work on the project and change. So what that looks like is considering best practices for systems that apply for just about any project or change. And those are getting buy-in from your leads, ensuring that your communication systems are consistent, particularly as it relates to how people access you, your communicating information about meetings and projects or change documentation, 
how you'll manage risk issues and changes within a project. So first of all, getting buy-in for your from your project and change management leads means knowing who your project and change management leads are. And you need to understand this early in a project or change initiative because these are the people who are going to help you both establish and maintain your systems. So think of these people as business leads, service line leads, functional or project leads, and the terminology that you use will be organizationally and sometimes industry specific. But my point is, who are the people that when the project or change take effect will have ownership in this successful delivery and maintenance? They themselves may not be on your project or change team, rather their staff may be the ones actually performing the work of the project or change, but you need to establish buy-in and support for how you're going to facilitate the business of planning the change, communicating about the change, making the change actually happen. And I talked about building rapport with this group known as Operational Leaders in episode 35. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen. But ultimately, you need to establish with this particular group how they're going to behave. And they need to behave in a way that supports and adopts your systems for the success of the project of change. And when you're taking this step, remember, you're qualifying if you have the right people identified for the project of change and you're also running your plan by them both validating organizational culture if you're maybe new to an organization or establishing specific project culture if it seems to be something that you all are working on that the organization hasn't done before or you yourself may be new to this particular project or change team all of you all need to decide how you're going to communicate when and by whom and, and in what measure and don't underestimate this step as people more often than not miss the fact that while a project of change management leader is a senior leader yes that person has quite a bit of authority and autonomy to run a project or change the way that he or she deems most appropriate for that scenario you can't do this successfully without the partnership and buy-in from the organization and the way that you know if you have that buy-in is to simply be intentional about seeking and establishing the buy-in and this is how you build trust another underestimated but significant success factor for your organization allowing you to lead in this moment and in moments to come and it's also how you win friends in the in the organization, another underestimated but necessary component of successful leadership and creating a recipe for repeatable success which is difficult to do for some project and change management leaders. So once you've got your project and change management leads on board, you've gathered some insight as to the best way to set up documentation, communicate and establish a cadence for this particular project or change. Now you're ready to assess all the information that's been made available to you. So you're also able to go back and look at who's been engaged up to this point as compared to who else needs to be brought in. So once you've discerned all that, now it's time to define your systems, the first of which should be your system of communication. And there's a whole lot to cover when it comes to the topic of communication communication, but my goal in this training episode is to give you two focused and practical strategies that can be implemented immediately. So I want to focus on one, your accessibility to the project team project leadership and vendors and anyone who's anybody who may want to know about the project or change. And then I want to focus on your email communication as it relates to communicating about meetings, since this is a significant set of communication that you as a project and change leader would facilitate when you're leading and managing a project or change. So it probably goes without saying that as a project and change management leader, if you're going to be that servant kind of leader, the point guard, the authority in the project, you should really know more about a project or change than anyone else. I had a CIO tell me early in my project and change management career, he made this statement really, which is in the form of a question. If I know more about a project than you do, why do I need you? 
And I want you to to think about that question. And he wasn't saying it in a spiteful way. It really is best practice principle to operate from. Now, this person even said that it doesn't mean that for some information, he may know more than I do or a bit about a little bit more in depth about a particular topic. But that collectively, when it comes to a project of change, a strong and solid project and change management leader should know more than anyone else about a project of change. And not only do I still agree with that perspective, 400 plus projects later, and having work projects across multiple industries. And since then, I can also assure you that other people in your organization, sometimes even external to your organization, also expect you to know the most about a project of change. So you need to be in control of the project and change information. You need to set the tone for establishing information that doesn't already exist, clarifying information that seems to be great and manage the flow of information. So you as the primary facilitator and owner of communication. And in order to do this, you yourself have to be accessible. And I don't mean do people know your email address and your phone number and your physical office location. I mean, you need to be visible, accessible by phone and email and in person if needed and ready to engage about the project at a moment's notice. So you're both in demand and you need to be accessible on demand. And one of the most efficient ways to do this is to both say and mean it when you say it that people can and should contact you directly. And yes, I do mean by your cell phone. Need it both if they need you and if there's something urgent that they need to communicate. So your system of being accessible by phone, text and voice, it can actually make or break a project. It can make or break a relationship and a rapport with any one stakeholder. And it can be to the help or to the detriment of any project or change. And people need to know that if they need you, they can reach you. That they don't need to come up with some formal novel of a reason and have multiple layers between you and them simply to reach out to you. And that when they do, they need to know and trust that they that you're going to have their back when they do. So the truth here is, if you have some kind of hang up about people reaching you via your cell phone directly, whether your organization pays you a stipend or not, whether they give you an actual device or not, you are not increasing your value by limiting your access and people's access to you when needed. And let me admit to you. Most people are not trying to reach the project of change manager unless they absolutely have to. And I'll talk about why in a future episode. But you can train your colleagues, your leaders, your vendors on what types of things need your direct engagement. But for the most part, you should be willing and practice being the frontline first point of contact for that project of change. If you're truly leading at the level that I have seen those be successful, including myself. Why is this the case? Because people need help making decisions in projects and changes, and they need guidance from their project and change management leader. Sometimes your sponsor needs you to go facilitate a decision or a conversation with someone or with multiple people. Sometimes a vendor needs to connect with someone directly in your organization. However, they need you to control how they do that. Sometimes a team member needs help overcoming an issue. And the truth is email has its purpose and its place, but nothing replaces direct contact that allows for transactional proof of concept and what if types of conversations to happen swiftly and you know that your biggest competitor in a project or change is the amount of time that you have to get said change or project done so removing barriers for people to connect with you is a system that all successful project and change management leaders implement and I encourage you to do so and in our communication segment of the training I'm gonna come back to this point and go more in depth 
Email is often a primary set of communication. It's a communication method that while you're going to use it, you still need to define how you're going to use it and then commit to using it according to the way that you've defined it. And I recommend that as a fundamental best practice to send email communication about the need for meetings, for example, before you actually send a meeting invite. And yes, this is more work for you, but why should you do this? Because while people appreciate knowing what you want their time and talent for in a meeting, other people appreciate knowing that the meeting will occur. Even though you don't intend to invite them, it keeps their staff accountable for showing up to do whatever is needed to accomplish in that meeting. And it also gives those other parties, usually their managers on the CC line of this email that you sent, a chance to chime in or ask questions about what was covered, even participate themselves or designate other people to join that particular conversation if needed. And perhaps somebody decides that there's a need to have a dialogue, uh, either in the form of questions or comments using that particular email thread, or they might take things offline. But my point is, it further sets you and the team of people that you want to come to said conversation conversation up for a more productive conversation when you get there because you've given people a clear purpose for that meeting they also see who else is on the email whoever has been made aware they can talk with them offline if needed ahead of the meeting which is the ideal scenario and do whatever else it is that people do in the background if given the opportunity before coming into the conversation with you And the most important point here is that your system of communication, it sets people up to take whatever steps they feel necessary to best position themselves to come to the meeting, both prepared and to bring other people with them if needed. It gives folks an opportunity to identify people who weren't previously identified as needed for that conversation. And you're able to be sure that when you send these emails, make sure that you indicate not only the purpose for that communication, but also that the meeting invite is about to be sent right after. So you could say, something like I'll look at calendars and send an invite immediately following the communication so that it's fresh on people's mind they know the invite is going to come right away and they can go ahead and make a commitment or let you know that they're not available making your meeting booking that more much more efficient so You want to be consistent with this process because people can and should begin to build confidence in your systems of communication. They will come to trust it and eventually rely on those systems. And if you choose to implement the system of communication as it relates to your accessibility to your leadership, your team and your vendors and your system of managing something as simple as sending the purpose of a meeting before you send that particular meeting invite out, I assure you that over time and not a long time, but over time, you'll gain the respect and appreciation from your colleagues for having done this and they'll be even more engaged in your project not only those meetings but your project and change engagements themselves Another system to establish important as part of your project and change management leadership is where people can access information about the project, whether that be a share drive on your organization's network, some cloud based solution that allows for access both within and external to your organization or some other shared space where people don't have to wait or rely on an email that you sent at some point and locate documentation surfing through their email. You establish a system that's appropriate for the project and organizational culture that works in your setting and you make it easy for people to access view and add content whenever they need to and when you do this be sure to distinguish for people the documentation that will only be modified by you as the project manager or change management leader versus those things that'll be loaded or modified by other people 
and an example of something that you yourself as a project of change leader might modify and, and limit that modification access just to yourself is a project of change management plan or maybe a status report or even the issues, risk or change log to ensure that those updates are performed both with your awareness and your approval and that they maintain the integrity of format and language and frequency and content changes agreed upon by the team. And finally, there are three other important systems to establish as to how you will document, communicate and manage the actual risks, issues and changes that arise on a project of change. And I've used various methods and tools to create a system around these. But the bottom line and what's consistent across all three and you want to give significant thought to is how people will notify you that the project of change team, even the steering committee or the leadership team of an issue, risk or change, whether the system you set up allows for individual to document it themselves and that documentation can be in the form of a web-based form for example in which you control the fields and content entered such as the date in which something is made known to the group the person reporting it maybe there's a drop down menu of the type of thing that's being reported maybe you allow for attachments to include such screenshots or supporting information that helps interpret and track that particular item Do you allow for a field that allows the user to indicate a proposed solution or mitigation, what they think the impact is, and whether there's anything that is considered urgent or if it's a low priority? Do you want people to indicate those things to you as they are reporting in a very controlled format, an issue, change, or risk? And once you've determined this for your issues, changes, and risks, communicate and commit to how you're going to push this information out, both to ensure your transparency and awareness and for the entire project of change group so that people can come to trust that the information doesn't end up in some black hole somewhere and that they can also come to believe and know that when they enter something that it will receive the necessary attention from the appropriate stakeholders and be prioritized and addressed accordingly. And this is another fundamental set of systems for projects and changes that if they are not set up, if they are not agreed upon and maintained early in a project, you as the project and change management leader, just bottom line, you lose control of these three particular aspects. Not having a system in place to facilitate these inevitable issues, risks and changes will not only decrease your credibility as a leader, you will not have a command of the project and change in a way that positions you to truly be in charge and lead that effort. And that commanding position is one in which your steering committee, your project leadership group, your sponsor and your project and change management teams expect you to have. But worse than not having command is people begin to make up facts about projects. They distort them. They mix them up. They add to them. They make up things that may not really be true or exist or they're half truths. So without a source of truth. For tracking, documenting and communicating your risk changes and issues, people will not follow that particular process. And without a dedicated mechanism for you reviewing and vetting what people document and ensuring that the facts are accurate and that they exist in a documented form. And then you facilitating their review and discussion and resolution with your team and with your leadership it's going to be much more painful than it has to be. And I'm not sure that you'll gain the trust and confidence that you desire of your organization to lead that next opportunity. And having led more than 400 projects and changes successfully, I'm even willing to tell you that a process for these three things, issues, risk and changes 
actually trumps a detailed, novel, beautiful, sexy project or change plan. So I encourage you to get your systems in order if you need individual help discerning what those might look like for your individual scenarios. I'm happy to speak with you offline. Send me an email. I'll include my email address in the show notes and we can schedule some time to talk. And for those planning to take the online training, I'll show you some examples of these best practices so that you can have a hands-on reference as to how best to implement them for your particular setting. So that's it for the systems episode. My goal with this episode was to introduce you to the concept of systems as it relates to effectively managing and leading your projects and changes, which is a prerequisite for going a little bit deeper and focusing on the tools that you're going to use as part of those systems and then the processes to facilitate the use of your tools within your system. So up next is the tools episode in which I'll share some tools used to establish and maintain project data and information and what the role of those tools would be to effectively lead and manage your changes. So stay tuned for that episode thank you for listening as a reminder the transformation podcast is focused on holistic development in the areas of personal professional leadership organizational and spiritual growth and our coaching and training should you choose to apply it is guaranteed to upgrade your life to learn more about k green and company you can visit our website at www.kgreenpcms.com and i will add the link to the show notes so that's it y'all Keep listening, and if you think you want real gems for success in life, in your career, and in business, subscribe to the Transformation Podcast and get your upgrade every week. All right, talk to you soon. Thank y'all.